like we're two overweight middleweight <laughs> middle-aged guys what why are we doing this <laughs> like, i'm in shape <laughs> nibble on your nuts <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Learning Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Tell a friend about us. Uh, tell your plumber about us. It's about that time of year when we're doing some uh, plumbing shit because it's summer. You got to worry about those pipes, get them all fixed up. So, yeah. Help those pants, plumbers. That's right. Um, it'll always help us grow the podcast, and we appreciate that. With that, we are here today to review the movie Air. It was released on a day that my computer will not get to, April 5th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I have a technical difficulty. He, he can't remember Dude, now. I'm telling you, broke me. It was <laughs> written by Alex Convery. <laughs> Is directed by Ben Affleck, stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, Chris Messina, Julius Tennon, Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans, Damian Delano Young, Jay Moore, and Viola Davis. Follows the story of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast. Go check out the film. Come back, pick up where you left off, because we are going to spoil the shit out of this thing. So with that said, let's dive into this movie. I, I loved it. I will talk about why here soon, I'm sure, but I had a great time watching this movie. This was a very good movie. This movie was awesome. Yeah. This movie, and I know, I, I can't remember, you were telling me if someone else has reading that it's kind of gotten a, everyone really likes it, but they it's got a little flack because they said it was whitewash or, or something like that, or the story is being told didn't focus on like Michael Jordan or show him and such, but like the last dance, the 10 part documentary series only came out like two years ago. And there's been so, I mean, obviously so much on Michael Jordan. I mean, one of the, if not the greatest basketball player inarguably the second or third best, but whatever, that's a debate for people to talk about on social media endlessly. I like this movie because we have all those stories. We have those documentaries. We have, we know what Jordan's done on the court. We know it. We know all of it. It's continued. It's incredible how much we know of it. And it's been over 20 years, but this story is more of an obscure story that hasn't been told. And it's cool to see it be told in the eyes of the people that helped make it happen beyond just the story of Michael Jordan. I thought that way to tell it was ingenious, was interesting. And in a way that I didn't know as a fan, and it was a story that I never knew it needed to be told. And it was told to me and I thoroughly enjoyed it. What about you, Alec? Oh, I had so much fun. Mm. I didn't know really anything about the story so much. Like, I never knew that Nike was such a huge underdog when it came to basketball. Like, I knew Converse was big. I knew Adidas has always been big, relatively yeah. speaking. But I didn't know that Nike was such kind of a running first competition that they didn't have a whole lot of skin in the basketball scene. Or, you know, like it was running first, and that was pretty much all they did. So that was kind of cool to get that perspective in there because now they are huge all over everything. So it was very cool. And it was funny as well. Like I was surprised how much I laughed during this movie. And I wasn't even mad that it didn't focus a whole lot on Michael Jordan. 
because it wasn't the focus of the movie necessarily. It was it was a movie about Nike signing the greatest basketball player to ever play, not about Michael Jordan choosing to pick Nike. So I didn't have any problem with that. And I actually liked that we didn't get a clear picture of Michael. Mm-hmm. You get the view from, you know, behind him, from the side, or he's blurred kind of in the background or the foreground, however it turns out, but you don't get to see who Michael is because we already know who he is, right? His story has been told, like Matzo was saying, dozens of times. Everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. We didn't need that. But this story of signing him to Nike, that's not a story that's told. So I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly surprised as well. I was expecting more of kind of like a documentary type movie, and that wasn't it at all. It was uh, really good. And it was very deliberate that they didn't have yeah. Michael Jordan. Like, it was a choice because they were like, kind of what you were talking about, Matt, and they, they, everybody knows that story. That's not what we're telling here, and it'll be distracting. And I, so I appreciated the choice. Not to show him. I mean, he was present. You got to see the back of his head or even hear his voice once or twice. But that's all you needed because the the story and, you know, and even I don't know if you read the if either of you read the article where Affleck was talking about meeting with Jordan about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting interview to listen to it. Talk about the fact that he met with Jordan. And he was talking to him and they were going through it and he was like reminiscing about all of it and the story and his perspective of it. And then they were talking about his mom and who should play his mom. And he was like Viola Davis. Like he came right out and said, it needs to be Viola Davis. I did hear that. Yeah. And Affleck's like, dude, I can't just, (laughs) it's not like I can just walk up and like, yeah, we're going to cast Viola Davis. Like that's not how that works. I mean, this woman is like top of her game. Like everybody wants Viola Davis, but Jordan was like, no, 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 it needs to be her. And it makes sense. I mean, especially after seeing the film and then, seeing video of Jordan's mom, like I was like, okay, I see it. I get why, you know, that's cool. She did it then. Oh yeah. Props to her. Yeah. Very cool. I appreciated the fact. And I think for me, and this is going to go technical. I've talked in the past. So especially when we talk about like, what's that? What's his name? Zack Snyder. Like everybody loves Zack Snyder films. I know we're going to get massive going, (laughs) but like I've said before, Zack Snyder's problem. My problem with Zack Snyder is always that he focuses on moments instead of scenes, right? So like, here's this moment of Superman floating in the air or Batman beating the shit ass, whatever it might be, this is a moment. And moments don't make movies, it's scenes that have moments, you know what I mean? So like, when they actually do moments in this movie, are these, some of these scenes, like, just right off the top of my head, the first one I think about, every time I think about this movie now, is Jason Bateman and Matt Damon, after Damon has basically risked everything to go to Jordan's parents' house, right? And talk to them. And Bateman's like, dude, I have a daughter and I get to give her free shoes because of my job. And she thinks I'm a hero. I only get to meet with her one weekend for four hours on the weekends for four hours and that's it. But because I give her shoes, he goes, and you don't have that shit. And so you've just risked everything for me. Like that moment, I was like, holy shit, that's a great scene in this movie and it keeps you going when there's not really much else happening because I was like, damn, that was so good. And there's a couple of those, right? There's the one between Sonny and Phil Knight where Sonny's laying into Phil about the fact that you're shitting on this company. Cause you have this board that you're so worried about. This isn't how you built Nike. What the hell's going on again? There's just, I could go through and name dozens of them in this two hour movie. 
or my favorite, and one of, I should have texted you after the running scene when he starts yeah. trying. He's like, stop now. Like, no, no. <laughs> I was sitting there, like, raise my hands, like, that would be me. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, those are the things that, as I left this movie, I was like, damn, these are some great... This is a film full of great scenes that the story isn't this fluid from start to finish. It's a lot of chunky storytelling, but the way that the scenes are so impactful... And really get you in, at least for me, got me involved and, and bought into every one of these characters. I mean, even Marlon Wayans' character, George Raveling, like he's only in it for like three seconds. But I'm like, damn, that, that's a great scene too. Like you get this story of... of yeah, every actor you? killed yeah. it. Yeah, Every scene. And I, the other person I really like that, the the agent David Falk, the, whatever the actress is. That, that scene where the whole reason this movie's rated R because of all the the F-bombs they dropped and when he calls him when he had gone to Jordan's house and talked to his mom, that may have been my favorite scene in the movie. He's just like laying in there and, he, and he's talking about his therapist and all this stuff. And like, <laughs> he has, he has no friends and all. I was like, man, that was so well done. And I think you said it best for me, Jay. Like I, I walked away from this movie and I was like, you know, is this the most epic movie I've ever seen? Like the subject matter, is at times pretty like, wow, like big bets, huge risks, but it's, it's not like a superhero movie or like Thanos versus the Avengers. Like if they don't take them out, like the universe is screwed, but I was emotionally invested. I was taken along on a journey and I, I left leaving like, what didn't I like about this movie? Even the music complemented scenes perfectly. And it was like, I think you said it best. It was just woven together so well because not everything was perfectly connected nor could be but i left thinking like man they hit on every aspect every actor just dominated the lines and the writing was exceptional well and i think it's very telling too like you said like i was emotionally invested i know this fucker signs with nike i know this but i'm still sitting there stressing out like i'm like dude this is your pitch like this is what you're doing how the fuck's he gonna you didn't get him a mercedes the fuck how's he gonna but I know he sides, but I'm still stressed out. Like, that's how you did, know it's good. I didn't look this up yet. I need to. Did Phil Knight say that when he came? He must have. He oh, must have yeah. just. What the hell was that? And then the whole the <laughs> video, like, and that's where I was like, oh, well, I'm invested. And you still knew he was going to sign. But you're like, oh, no, you it's this up. <laughs> <laughs> you got one shot. You dicked it up, dude. <laughs> I can't believe he came in and probably said that you're like, Phil, like you're so smart, but so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously is not a, well, and I think that's true. You, like if you've ever seen interviews with Phil Knight, he's not a social creature. Like dude, he's awkward straight up there. So Alec, what about you? We've done a lot of talking. No, I'm just enjoying it because it was fun. And I think my favorite part was actually Matt Damon, mm. which isn't like typical for me. When Matt Damon's in the movie, he's typically not my favorite part, but oh my gosh, like Matt, you're talking about the scene where he's on with uh, the agent and he's holding the phone way out here and just giggling. <laughs> like, he's like, you're right. I don't want to be your therapist. Oh, yeah, I love that he triggered his ass. Like, yeah. And then he just hangs up. That, I loved it. <laughs> he's just giggling. And you're, you know, this is like high stakes gambling, right? And he's just still having a fun time doing it. Like this is him in his element versus we see kind of earlier on, 
you know, he's kind of in an awkward situation in the meeting. He, at the very beginning where they're going over players, he's like, I don't want to be here. This is stupid. You know, why am I even here at this company? And then when he starts getting this high stakes gambling going, breaking the rules, kind of going against the grain, very fluid, very loose. And it's hilarious to watch just because he's that Damon made this movie for me. He did. Um, and then he was able to switch it off again when you're having this meeting with Michael and he's like, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> but at this point, he's not quiet by it. He, you know, steps up and he let's sh- shut off the video. Look, here's what we're going to do. A shoe is just a shoe until you step into it. We are building this around you. Like we know you're going to be great. Everybody knows you're going to be great. You know, it's not a question of, how or it's you know more when is it going to happen and we want to be there with you when it happens like you are our only shot you know we're going to put everything we can into and so it was those shifts from matt damon that were just so amazing it made the movie sonny's got balls yeah serious balls see like in the movie at times i felt like didn't even do it the dude literally put his career on the line straight up put it on the line right there and think about that in your own career and life's like it'd be whatever would be maxed out and putting yourself on the absolute razor edge of being able to do what it provides for your family the man was on the cliff yeah on the cliff and he delivered and not even that he still had to even when she said yes she was still saying yes but no and what she was saying hey you have to do this that was i mean it changed the shoe industry for one which is super cool for athletes to to get revenue out of that in a different way. And he could have tried to call her bluff on it, but it was cool to see like Nike, one of their values is do the right thing always and things will work out. And clearly it did. And one of the things I took away from this movie is it made me think of like, what is my value principles? And I've actually started thinking about like, I have a phrase like good things come to those that hustle. That's something, but I have a couple other things I actually want to put down in writing for myself to have my own personal kind of little creed where every company you work for has those things. But it just made me think about, you know, like what would it be for me if I had to put like three or five things on paper that would be something that means something to me. And I honestly walked away from that movie thinking like, I need to identify that for myself. I had like a call to action from this movie for myself. It's crazy. Yeah. I think that's one of the the other things that, you know, I talked about the scenes in this movie, but another piece of the genius of this movie, as I was watching, I was like, man, this is really choppy. Like it's just jumping all over the place, but it was done in such a great way because there was always a transition that made sense, right? Like you're talking about Mattson, there was either part of Nike's 10 rules or whatever it was that Phil Knight came up with, or there was like a song that would move as we see a car driving down the road, or we see somebody walking where you're like, where the hell are we at now? What's going on? But there was a song that would lead you into the next piece of this movie and what's about to happen. But even though it was really kind of a jumbled mess, they did a great job of connecting it in very strange ways. And I loved that about it. I was like, Oh, okay. I get where we're going. Or they would finish the scene. Even like we would just jump right into a scene. I'm like, Whoa, that was jarring. And then you'd watch this scene and then all of a sudden it would cut to another one of the slogans from, or these lines from Nike's wall. And you're like, Oh, I get it. He was following the rules. Like, because they make it seem like, and then we're doing in research, like Sonny was a big part of Nike in the back in the day, part of the reason he was brought on. And one of the things that Sonny Vaccaro said in interviews about this movie is he's like, yes, 
I did tell him to fire me a lot. If you don't like it, fire me. He goes, but I was never actually worried about losing my job. He goes, cause I was so big in the college basketball world that I ne- they, there was no way they were going to get rid of me because my knowledge was too strong. He goes, but I sure threatened it a lot. He goes, and he goes, and I did things that I probably could have got fired for if they didn't work out the way that they did. So it was really interesting, but he was there early on. So he knew all those things and he was living those values and those. So it was really interesting. And I, yeah, I just think the way that they put it together just really worked, even though it shouldn't have, if you think about it, but it did, which is just a testament to, like you said, Matt's in the acting, the writing. So good. And then one of my favorite scenes, again, this is, it goes back to so many scenes is at the end, like you get the win. Miss Jordan was like, yeah, we're going to take your deal. But, and then it's like this whole tense scene of him being like, that's not how this works. And again, I'm sitting there going, I know that he signs, but is she going to tell him to get fucked right now? Like, this is crazy to me. And so, yeah, Alec, to your point, Matt Damon killed it in this movie. But I think as an ensemble cast, like there wasn't a single scene that wasn't just the scene. No, every scene was was gold. The sh- they acted the shit out of this movie. And Even I think the they shoe had guy. to. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Pete. <laughs> Pete was great. Man. And like when they told him to stop talking about the shoe in the board meeting, that <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. Matthew Marr, that's that actor. I will say, poor Jay Moore. That guy looks more like me now than he does Jay Moore back in the day. He was Adidas's lawyer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Jay Moore, buddy. You let yourself go. <laughs> but he did a great job. I think that was an, oh God, see this movie's full of scenes. That was another scene that I loved when he first went to Jordan's house and he tells his mom, this is what's going to happen. This is what they're going to say to you. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to see. This is how it's going to work. And then that whole watching her, because even when you listen to Jordan's story about this situation, or you listen to Sonny talking, he goes, cause they talk about that meeting when they came out to Beaverton and he's like, everybody was tense and nervous because we all knew it hinged on doors, Jordan. Like we knew it. That was it. He goes, I was confident. And he had been, I guess Sonny was, they had five meetings with Jordan and their family and the, what's his face? The, the Falk Falk. And Sonny was the only one that was at all five. And so he was like, I was pretty confident by the time we got to the Beaverton, because they came to Beaverton. Nobody came to Beaverton. (laughs) Nobody still goes to Beaverton. Yeah, it's Beaverton. So he's like, he goes, but it was tense. He goes, and Phil was nervous. Everybody was really nervous because we knew we had to win her over to make I mean, it happen. Their campus these days is pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, and you know, they're doing just fine financially because they freaking give 18 uniforms a year to Oregon for their oh, entire dude. football team. And that's one of the other things I like that they did, though, just made it feel like the Nike of old because I was curious about what it, what did it look like before. And they, I mean, from the outfits to the the music to, I mean, I got to be honest, guys. I mean, I know we're going to rate it soon, but I'm really, I can't think of anything I didn't like about this movie. I really like this movie. Yeah, me too. I came home, I went and saw it by myself because Casey was working on some things and she wasn't feeling very good by the time it came time to go. And I was like, we like to go together, but I was like, I have to see it because I got to record them. So when I came home, I was like, we have to go see that because it's great. And it just hinges on, again, I go back. I have yet to see a movie that Affleck is directed that I haven't enjoyed. I even Argo, which is probably the one 
that was is my least favorite of his directed films. I enjoyed that one too, but this one might be the best film he's directed. I'm trying to What's think. bad about this movie? What doesn't work in this movie? I don't have anything. Like and I, I have anything. Cuz I've been trying to think about it cuz we all know I love to shit on films, but I I haven't I've been trying to think about it and I don't have anything. I just don't. I the more I think about it, I mean, I'm even getting excited just talking about the different scenes and the different. And we knew the and ending. Yeah. It was still so good. Yeah, we know this story, but I think it was just, and I want to say this too. You can tell that these actors were having a good time in this film. Like you watch the interactions and even in the heavier moments, like I go back to that Jason Bateman and, and Matt Damon scene. Like there's no moment of that, that I'm like, these guys are invested in this film and in this scene and what they're talking about and in this moment. And I was like, this is amazing. And then you see, you have to believe that on some level, Matt Damon is actually having a great time listening to Chris Messina lose his shit uh, on that phone call. Like, and just, cause I'm wondering too, like how much of that was actually scripted. Cause obviously this is based on a true story. So there's some creative license there and everybody knows Falk was an asshole. He was. Oh yeah. He was. He definitely dick. was. I've, I've read a lot about him. He's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. So it's not far fetched to believe that that shouting match to some level happened. Like, and listening, like just the nasty shit that he was saying. Like, we're two overweight, middleweight, <laughs> middle aged guys. What? Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, I'm in shape. <laughs> I'm gonna nibble on your nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was. Just so you know, dude, I was, there was like two other people in the theater and I was laughing so hard. I'm going to eat your nuts. <laughs> nibble on your, I'm going to I think he said it like six times. I'm going to nibble on your nuts. I'm going to eat your yeah. balls. And no, was, they kept that scene. They chew on your nuts. They Because like Alec, I think Alex one that said he didn't expect this movie to be funny. I did not think, I mean, me like any movie, I thought they were going to throw in like one or two, like, oh, you're trying to like, you know, get me to laugh a little bit. But this movie was naturally funny at times. Just you think about it, unexpectedly difficult to do for a subject matter is what we were presented. Yeah. The the only problem that I had, and I put problem air quotes because I'm pretty sure this is what actually happened, Mm -hmm. was you have uh, Rule Breaker Sonny, who up to the entire movie plays by his own goddamn rules. Yeah. Up to the point of just saying, yeah, we'll pay your fines if you wear our shoes. Right, it's $5,000 a game. That's that's a sizable chunk of change. Like, that's more than I think over the course of the season that they ended up paying for Michael to come on to Nike, anyways. Then he boxed at this percentage. And I, I'm pretty sure that's actually what happened. Yeah. But for me, are you talking about the shoe percentage? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 100%. He absolutely would have. That was a, I mean, a huge decision, right? Shift in the whole business model of shoe making to athletes. So, no, it, I'm sure that that happened. Oh yeah. So that's why I put it in air quotes. Cause like, yeah. I, I know they're staying true here, but that was a thing. It's like, you painted him as this kind of devil may care. He, when he, when he knows something, he knows something. He has done everything, including break all of the written and unwritten rules for the NBA to get Jordan to this point. And then he's ready to throw up the deal at this like so I it can, takes him going to Phil Knight and Phil Knight being, oh, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, I can relate to that, though. Like, what I do with, like, recruiting and negotiating, you bend a lot, you try and push the envelope as much as possible, but then you get to the finish and they come back with one more thing, and it's, like, the one thing 
that you know just won't happen. And you're like, I've done it all. Like I, I can't move a mountain though. And that, cause that's, that's how I liken it to where he was just like, I've done it all. I've come to come to Jesus moment. And he just thinks it's done because it's literally the thing that she's asking for changes the precedence of the future. So I can relate to that knowing that at that point, like he'd done it all and there's not anything more to give. So I was okay with it. I get what you're saying. And I think I would have, it would have bothered me more the thought of that one, because I'm sure it happened too. But I think again, it goes back to Damon because the fear that he had on his face when she brought that up, the best part about that is he hadn't shown a level of fear other than waiting to hear from her. He hadn't shown any fear in anything that he was doing. Like he was damn near obstinate in most of the situations where he's like, this mm. is what we need to do. $250,000. I don't give a shit. He's worth every penny. Here's what I see. And on top of that, to your point, Alec, he inspires guys because it was actually Bateman's character that said, look, what if we paid the fines to make it more red? He inspires these guys to do things outside the box because of how obstinate is he is about doing it. So in that moment when she says, we want a percentage, and you just see him shit himself because he's like, I have this. I won. There's no fucking way they're going to agree to this. And so I'm with you. Like I, yeah, but I think that's the, the reason that I didn't balk at that was because I was like, oh, look at the fear on that man's face. So again, it goes back to his acting just because he also knew he already pushed Phil Knight to the <laughs> brink of everything. I mean, Phil's having all the panic budget, attacks on his couch, paying, paying for the fines, everything is like, I can't go one more time. Like I can't car I wolf one more time kind of thing. And that, that's the way I equate it too. And yeah. so, you know, no, I don't know. I mean, that's so where I, you need your leader to come in and say F it. I will say that one other thing about that I didn't know about this story is I didn't know how involved Sonny Vaccaro was in the student oh, the NCAA. in the NCAA oh, lawsuit. Yeah, was, I had no idea. He in that. Like for me, that really, cause I almost left the film. Like I was walking out as the little credit things were rolling or whatever. And they talked about that. I was like, Oh shit. Cause I didn't know that. And then I was like, that really even inspired me more about this dude. Cause that's one of those things where, in my opinion, and I've had this opinion since I was very young, comparatively, and old enough to understand what was happening with the NCAA and how they were using these student athletes to make money and they couldn't make money on their own. They're even their own name and likeness, right? So I thought that was really cool that here's this guy that not only was part of a shift for athletes to actually be paid as they should be because these shoes sell because of the athletes, not vice versa, right? These athletes are not famous because they fucking wore Converse or Nike or Nike's Converse Adidas are famous because these athletes put them on their feet. And I love the way that that movie portrayed this. And I think that that's a huge deal that he said, Hey, we, we, along with Jordan and his mom changed the way that athletes were paid, but also he took it a step further and was very, integral part of getting people that were in my opinion being very unfairly treated to make sure that that shift happened so that they could get paid for what they were doing in a correct way so that made me respect that man even more because he was so involved it wasn't just about and knowing now how the level he was in in college sports especially college basketball that's i love that i, I just that for me mad respect so i think on top of how well this movie was written, directed, acted, portrayed. 
the fact that you have very interesting human beings that the this movie's telling the story about really helped it. Like it's not like I'm you're telling a story about someone that's actually an asshole and you're trying to make them seem nice. Like all of these people pretty accurately are portrayed in how they are. Phil Knight's very socially awkward. Sonny Vaccaro was like a bulldog bull in a China shop. And when it came to making things happen and understood the game of college basketball and basketball in general, probably better than most. And they weren't assholes. Like these guys were believable human beings, which I like. Except David Falk. Well, yeah, but even he was an asshole. Like he was a caricature as a human being that he was that much of an asshole. So you're like, yeah, but he, you know, he needs to be an asshole. He got his, his clients paid and he got himself paid. And in truth, this deal didn't do as much for him as you might think it did because the shoe, like he didn't get percentage of the percentage because that wasn't part of. He still made a lot of money. Oh shit. Jordan got that man made. Plus whoever came on to him after Jordan, plus all the athletes he had before Jordan. So yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. It was great. It was awesome. Should you rate it? Yeah, let's do it. You go first, man. Five done. <laughs> That was the best rating we've ever had. I'm all like thrown off now. That was so fast, but I'll go right with you. Five, done. Alec. My time has come. My revenge will be sweet. <laughs> Five, done. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. That's, Look at that. Is that our first triple five since Alec came on? Because he doesn't give I fives. Can't, I can't <laughs> think of a movie that we've all given triple fives on. We've never done it. I was just saying, wow. it's our first five. I got to be honest, dude. Do not feel bad about that at all. Incredible movie. Yeah. Well, this is the first time that I'm completely, I did not expect at all for that to be the score for this movie. Like I didn't go, I went in with pretty high expectations because of my expectations. Yeah, I heard he's going to be good. I got, yeah, I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it is. And so. That's a great movie. I'm telling, I've been telling everybody. Yeah, me too. Even people. Even my family, some people are like, oh, it's but like I have a couple of siblings that care about like all right. So like, guys, there's one scene, like 10 F words, get past it. It's amazing. Everyone else, I'm telling, like, if you haven't seen it, go see it over Mario. Go see it over yeah. e- even John Wick. Like, go see the movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Great movie. Wow, I get to build a freaking post where a perfect five movie. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> I'm excited. This is a great movie. Oh, it's amazing. If people that listen to us, honestly, you don't care about what we have to say you hate my opinions this is a great movie yeah. see the movie this is the 2023 standard has been set in my opinion like this is the yeah. this is the baseline for a truly great movie for 2023 and i give it it's one of the few it's i mean that's why it's a five like i cannot think of anything i don't like about this movie like there's i sat there, like jj said I've, and i sat there like literally tried to think about it. every <laughs> yeah. time i think of something i get a different scene where i'm like oh my god I forgot about that. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I could go through every scene in this movie and, and go, that was awesome. Which is, it's rare. It's rare. Wow, like perfect this, five. Even the stupid little running scene. Like, yeah. I'm glad they added it. They didn't need it, but it was funny. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about the speech from Sonny. Oh, so where good. While he's giving it, they actually show pictures and like that paralleled that speech. And they talked about how that speech was planned. The way that he gave it was actually planned. He was approved to say everything that he said and to go through that. So the fact that they took that speech and then put all the images of everything that he was saying throughout that 
and how it actually paralleled what he said was going to happen to Jordan was so free. I just got chills talking about it because it was dope. I was like, Pathetic. fucking yep. great. Anyway, that was awesome. All right, boys, we recorded this. This is why these movies like this, which never happen, we won't get one like this probably, who knows, never again. That's why you do this because you find a diamond in the rough, man. I mean, Matt Damon, but Ben Affleck for directing the dude, direct another movie because I'm coming to watch it. He's got a couple that he's should be coming. One called Keeper of the Lost Cities and another another called Witness well, he's, for the Prosecution. I mean, They're both in development. Yeah, so the dude's I'm built, he's, he's got me as a fan. Can't, yeah. can't deny it. Yep. I like him as a director. All right, Alec, it's your time to shine again, my friend. Tell everybody where they can find us when they're not listening to us. Happy to. Thank you for tuning in to our review of Air. This was an impressive movie. The ultimate Matson movie. Sports, (laughs) sports history, and national socialists all made an appearance. And those really are the only criteria for a Matson movie. It really is amazing. Though at times it would seem like it wouldn't work out, it really just does. Absolutely incredible. Did our verdict match up with yours? Let us know in the comments as it helps us grow the channel. And if you're feeling exceptionally wonderful, you can even subscribe to us on YouTube. We are closing in to 200 subscribers, which is not a lot, but it is exciting for a small channel like ourselves. In addition to that, you can find our full-length episodes wherever podcasts are found. I recommend checking out the very first What's Our Verdict episode, Ford versus Ferrari. Excellent movie, excellent recording. You can also find us on Patreon, where you wonderful people can pay to decide the content that we put out. It's actually more fun than you would think. Just ask our current patron, Shuddering Sisyphus, how much fun he has when it comes time to request movies. We love you, my dude. And with that, I will send it back to the Titan of Terror, the Maharaja of MASH, JJ. Dude, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to talk. I haven't laughed that hard in a good minute, man. Even during this movie, that was sports, sports history, and national socialist. <laughs> I was yeah, we didn't talk about I that. Can be a censor. That was, that was amazing. That was amazing. We are YouTube safe now because of Alec. I appreciate that. And speaking of shuddering Sisyphus, since we're recording, we do know our next quarterly requested required movie. Not at all what I was expecting, but we'll announce Thank it here. You. So these are the things that you can, this is the kind of thing you can make us watch. Previously, we've done Pink Flamingos and yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. See there, right there. I remembered names up until we get to one of my what favorites. Are the, what are we watching? We are watching The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Oh. It's not King Kong like you think, Matson. No, nope. it's Donkey Kong. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Yep. Video game. Billy Mitchell Donkey Kong score. So it's a, uh, it's a movie about a kid that a dude that crushed Donkey Kong score. So yeah, that's what we're doing for recording the movie. I'm actually pretty excited. Thanks, Charles, as always. So yeah, there it is. This is a fun recording. It's been a fun day of recording. We recorded a lot yeah. today. So with that and that lovely, dumbfounded look, Matson on his fa- has <laughs> on his face right now. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. I'm confused, Charles. This is going to be fun. The, bye. Hasta la vista, baby. And the magic cow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.